Hey guys, I'm Adam. Hi, I'm Erica. Welcome to our brand new podcast. During this series, we're going to be talking about our relationship with the arts and all the issues that affect young people. And we're going to invite some of our friends along the way. Today, we'll be talking about COVID-19 and the change from high school to college. And on top of that, we're going to talk about our gaming experiences over lockdown and about the Arts Entrepreneur Project. We hope you enjoy the podcast. And don't forget to rate us five stars. Right, Erica, so... Uh, lockdown's been a thing, hasn't it? Yep. And during lockdown, I'd say it lasted about six months, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of things, I'd say, me and you, and a lot of people at, you know, arts, and a lot of people around the world got up to. Uh, what was one of the things that you did during lockdown? Well, I watched the show, The US Office, because I had nothing else to do with myself, because obviously I finished year 11, I had no other work to do because obviously we'd finished school, exams were cancelled so it was pointless. So the only thing I could do with myself was watch like the telly or something and in the night of course as you know we and a couple others went on Minecraft and a, lo- a load of other games to pass the time by at night. So to add a bit of context to that, uh, me and Erica were in year 11, we've moved to college now uh, and we had our GCSE results and exams actually coming up. Uh, and obviously what happened with the government was they made it so we got predicted grades and because of the whole uh, lockdown, we missed our exams. But we sort of moved on from there. Uh, we sort of just waited to see what happened. And I think as the sort of turnover happened, there was a bit of a panic with the predicted grades. Yeah. But in the end, I think it worked out pretty decent for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we also did play a lot of games. Uh, it's really good that a lot of games are sort of free or they were quite widely accessible because a lot of us got to play these games. For example, Minecraft, uh, me and Aaron actually did a 24-hour live stream over the lockdown uh, to raise money for the Arts Centre. And I think we raised about £820, I think it was, uh, thanks to the lovely, lovely people at Arts and uh, all of Aaron's work and everyone else who donated. So thanks for that, guys. Uh, And it was really fun. And me and Aaron played the 24 hours and we've also just played sort of normally, you know, me and Erica yeah. and the likes of Aaron and uh, Rosa and Corey and a few of us. And it's been really fun and it's sort of helped distract us from, you know, the whole sort of thing of the lockdown. Yeah. So what's your opinion then, since you said you watched it so much on The Office then, so if it's something that you really enjoyed during lockdown, what, what did you think of it? I loved it. it. I actually started watching it again after I already finished it and it was like my favourite show ever. What about you? Did did you do anything other than like play Minecraft? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think we did some of the challenges at Arts. Arts did put up a few challenges, you know, uh, you know the Keep You Up Challenge. And I think there's a few of us, oh, the Push Up Challenge that uh, Mike did. <laughs> Actually, for a while, I think I spent about a week or two where every single day I would go out to my back garden uh, with <laughs> my mum and she'd film me. And I'd do push ups. And I think I got up to about. 23 which is actually a, g- a great improvement from what i started on because i'm i really really bad at like upper body strength and yeah, sort of the <laughs> the whole things like that and i think i started with push-ups i think i could only usually do about six and i, I sort of built myself up to about 23 uh, over lockdown i don't know how many i can do now because i stopped doing it but um <laughs> it's something i have to give a go again to be honest but yeah it was it was just one of them um i took something because i had a lot of free time and i went on to do something so i did, I did some like push-ups um, so what do you think about sessions starting back up now then and the sort of like looming sort of topic of shows coming up then for arts? Well, obviously it gives me and a lot of other people something to do because I know myself and probably you also, we, we've obviously had nothing really else, much else to do. So having that session start up back, 
back up again is obviously something really fun and like something different to the timetable obviously because we haven't been doing it for six months what what about you so yeah i'm really looking forward to it to be honest Uh, i'm not as bothered where sort of the dates of the shows happen but i'm really excited to get back into it you know learning the lines again connecting with characters because it's a great distraction from just doing the same thing day after day after day which sort of goes into another question i was going to ask we sort of mentioned oh what we've done who we played games with what shows we watched but how did you feel on the days where it just felt like you were repeating it over and over again. Because I had a lot of days during lockdown where I would wake up, I'd do something, and I'd go to sleep. And it was just such a constant repetition of every single day because I'd done everything I wanted to do and there wasn't as much stuff to do anymore. How, how did you sort of feel in them times? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously the repetitive days, like, I felt really, really bored on, like, all them days because... There wasn't really much else to do, like, because we sort of had, like, the same thing going on, like, every single day. Like, in the day, we'd do sort of our own thing, and then in in the night, we'd probably play till all hours in the morning. So, like, I don't know, it, it was sort of just, like, the same thing every day. But I guess that was... Because I, my, myself, like, I like having a routine. So to have, like, the routine, like, every day was kind of my routine, albeit it was a really bad routine. <laughs> um... Yeah, it was kind of it got kind of repetitive and boring near the end of it. I think. Yeah, I think I think we are lucky that sort of the lockdown restrictions got lifted a bit, because I think the yeah. whole idea of being completely isolated away with just your family, I think, after like a while, it did get very sort of you know lonely. And I know like a lot of people probably listening to this as well probably felt the same. It's one of them where it's if you've got especially if you're an only child as well like me for yeah. example and it's like you've got a lot less people to interact with luckily we've got you know like some social media and games to talk to people which is like a real real big saver here because a lot of people do sort of have negative implications towards social media and i do understand why yeah. but at the same time without it it would have made a lot of people a lot more lonely and a lot more upset during lockdown so i'm sort of really glad for like stuff like that and platforms exist where people can talk to each other otherwise to be sort of like a huge amount of cases of people just being like, well, I've got no one to speak to at, yeah. at all. I've got maybe my mum or dad, maybe at most. So I'm sort of like really glad for that. So talking about stuff like connecting with people, yeah. do you think you've sort of become closer with some of your mates now because of lockdown? And even though you may have not seen them as much in person, you've talked to them more over calls, you sort of interacted with them more, you sort of... Because at the end of the day, we're living through sort of a really big event in history and we've all sort of been shaken by it and we've all sort of been affected by it in some way no one's came out of this sort of unscathed no one's been not affected so do you think you've made any more closer bonds with anyone and sort of the joe the calls or the messages or maybe even like joe like the fundraisers or anything else do you think you sort of interact with people more yeah i feel like at the same at the same time I do, I feel like I've probably spoke to a couple more people a lot more than I probably would have. At the same time, I've probably lost contact with some of the people who, I I did probably used to message like every day and like say like people in school, like we just kind of, just kind of gone our separate ways because obviously we we were going to different colleges or whatever. Um, But like at the same time as well, I did speak to some people more so than, than I probably would have like pre-lockdown what what about you yeah yeah um pretty similar to be fair ever since you know sort of the lockdown i've been messaging people a lot more because you know you can't see them in person so it's like well i want to be able to have good messages with them i want to be able to reply like a lot quicker so it's not just uh oh i'll send a message wait 10 minutes another message back because you know that's only going to be the only form of your sort of communication with other people 
throughout the lockdown. And I know you mentioned colleges as well, so I'll ask you this yeah. as well. What do you think, what do you sort of feel like going to college now after we've missed so much like time in education and so much time in lockdown? We sort of went from halfway through year 11 straight to college. How's that sort yeah. of been for you? Um, I mean, to be fair, at first it was a bit like getting back into the routine of like waking up early and, and going like traveling to school and stuff because obviously I, I have to travel all the way to Liverpool to to um go to co my college um and yeah it's just it, it was weird at first but like now it's all right because I feel like I've just jumped from straight to the end of year 10 to college like because we didn't really get a prom we we didn't really get a proper results day where like we could speak to um, our school friends and like say like oh well this is what we got and and like all, all that stuff um so we missed out on quite a lot of the important days in school, obviously the exams as well. Yeah, it was it was a strange at first, but now I think I'm kind of, I prefer college to school. Yeah, I'm pretty similar here, to be fair. I definitely do prefer college. I, I really enjoy the uh, the freedom and sort of the more you know mixed up timetables where you've got like a lot more longer breaks. Sometimes you might be in less days maybe. Yeah. Um, and sort of just the, you know, like you call the tutors by the names, which is a huge change yeah. from going, oh, sir or miss. And, you know, it's, it's you're obviously seen as, as a um, much more of an adult at college. Yeah. As you've got, like, a lot more responsibility for you. You know, the work, the work isn't, at the moment as well, it's not as heavy as a thought. It's not a... I think a lot of people sort of get the idea that when you go to college, you get a lot it's of work piled on yeah. you. But at the moment as well, and I'm doing A-levels as well, but at the moment, the work is pretty average size. And I know it does get bigger, but as long as you revise and sort of do it, and you'll, you'll stay on top of it. But I think it, I think it is sort of a it is a weird change to go straight from sort of like like you said sort of the end of year ten straight to college. But another thing that I was sort of thinking about, which I do sort of believe, I think lockdown has sort of matured people a lot more. Yeah, I I agree with that actually. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that's come out of lockdown that are so much more mature in many different ways. Some people are more mature, you know, like hygiene ways. They're like, oh, I'm gonna practice social distancing so much more. But yeah. I think the lockdown and sort of like a lot of time to sort of think to yourself has sort of really created a lot of people to become like a lot more mature so there's a lot of people around college and a lot of people like in school and even in you know, like art or anywhere else well, yeah. I've, I've seen them come back and they're a lot more you know defined they're a lot more maybe maybe not quiet but a lot more sensible and I think it's got positives and negatives like you don't want to come back and people will be like more upset yeah but I think that's the, the idea of someone like art or someone like colleges everyone's back in now we can start to interact a bit more and we're going to sort of like gain up that happiness a bit more. Yeah, I, I sort of agree with that because like I obviously I had an operation like midway through um, like coronavirus and stuff. And having to go through that alone wasn't wasn't like my favorite sort of thing, because um, obviously last time um, when I got my left one done in January, I am. Um, I had everyone supporting me and stuff and like I didn't I felt like I didn't want that in January but when I got it like midway through I kind of like kind of wanted to talk to people because because I was probably even more bored because I because I was like in bed all the time and like I couldn't really move and coming back to arts with like everyone seeing everyone so positive and like like very few people have been quite um to themselves I feel like it's it's a nice it's a nice thing to come back to. Yeah, something that you just mentioned was sort of the not as much the lack of support because everyone still did get uh, still did give you support. Yeah, yeah. But obviously the course. fact that 
people couldn't physically be around you or you yeah. couldn't do a session and then it would be like, oh, good luck. And then you go into the operation. And I think it's a really good sort of summary, just in general, everyone in lockdown, everyone who had to be sort of locked away for you know, about three, yeah. four months, maybe even people that are still in lockdown now. I think it's a really good sort of outlook into the lives of you know, some of the older people in the community. Yeah, of course. And maybe your know, members um, of the community who might be dis- uh, have disabilities or just have to stay in a lot more. Uh, just any time, not during coronavirus, just sort of some people who always have to sort of isolate a bit more. Because you're always seeing like uh, adverts on TV and you're hearing the news or anything. Uh, a lot of older people are sort of uh, getting a lot more lonely and like the isolation isn't helping. And I think coronavirus has really helped to under- get the younger people as well, especially to understand sort of what it feels like to be a lot more alone, like when you're older. Yeah. So I think it really raises and like highlights the point of like, give support to the people in your community who needs it the most. Yeah. It's like, cause we, we've sort of been through it and we went, oh yeah, when we had to be locked down for four months, it wasn't nice. We didn't get to see people. We had to yeah. talk through calls and stuff. But then you, you look at like the older population, like they don't have the technology and they might not have the understanding of the technology to be able to, oh, play a game or oh, go on a call. It has to be done through like other family members. So I think stuff like that really highlights, you know, how lucky we are, if, especially. And then also how much support does need to be shifted towards, you know, the older people of the community, you know, such as like TV licenses and stuff like that. It's like people should deserve, especially the older community, to be able to enjoy their company without getting harassed by it. Yeah. So I think it sort of, sort of sums up the idea of like everyone sort of understands now what it feels like, not as so much to be alone, but to have that feeling of isolation. Yeah. So I think I've sort of asked you a similar question to this, but sort okay. of the idea of isolation. How did you feel when the news got out of that? We're going to have to isolate and you can't see anyone. It was really weird because obviously like in in my lifetime as like a teenager and like a lot of people's lifetimes as like whatever age, there's never really been a time where we've been like forced to stay home and it's like sort of like against the law to, to go outside and like see your friends, something that was like obviously a very like often thing that, that we sort of done. And it was really weird and it was like, it didn't really feel real at first. And I was kind of like, well, what about school? And then I saw everyone sort of thought at first that um it was sort of like, oh, it will go away, it will go away soon. And like, obviously now we know that it obviously didn't go away and it still hasn't got away. It's, and like, it's just really weird about how, what six months can like, how it can change how people think. Like my me and myself, like I, if I touch something, I, I sort of need to sanitize my hands like super quickly. Something I probably never really would have done before in like lockdown. And it was, it was a really weird thing. And I feel like it's, really highlighted the importance of like family and like friends about because if you if you can't see anyone you you feel different if that makes I don't really know what that yeah yeah, I yeah. Get, yeah yeah and I think this is sort of another thing I wanted to go into uh, the idea of you know the younger community sort of people always say oh the younger ones look to the older ones yeah. in times of need and I think I sort of just want to get your opinion on so you have this part of society that hasn't really taken sort of the COVID crisis quite seriously. And a lot of young people, you can argue, yes, a lot of young people have taken it very seriously. There is still a minority inside uh, the younger people who, you know, have been out yeah. during lockdown, uh, not followed the social distancing rules. Yeah. But there's a lot of sort of, like I only, I only saw a few days ago, there's sort of like a lot of spearhead action 
towards oh anti-lockdown or anti-mask. I sort of want to get your yeah. opinion on, as a younger person of the community that is told to look to the old people, how do you sort of feel that the sort of the older side, the minority group in the older side, are sort of letting it down by sort of putting out these false ideas? How does it sort of affect sort of you as a younger person? What's your opinion on it? I feel like myself, I always just go for what I, I believe, like obviously, as a lot of people would. Um, like, because I don't understand when people are saying like, oh yeah, masks can cause coronavirus. Like, if if it's not killing you, then just just do it. Like, that that's sort of my, my view on it. And I feel like it's really weird about how like, people are saying it, saying all this stuff about how like COVID is like a hoax and, and all that. Well, like, obviously, there's a lot of people, I, I don't know about you, but I know um, a couple of people who have actually had COVID and, like, they're fine now, thank God, but, um, like, it's obviously not, not like, a hoax or anything, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's just one of them where it's, it's sort of a really dangerous idea to yeah. try sort of push on, especially the younger community yeah. who is also very sort of, at that time as well, yeah. very maybe gullible in a way or really just sort of wanton an answer to things so that they might jump to a conclusion on something. And I think that's sort of just, it's it's just not really, at the end of the day, it's not the ideal sort of circumstances we want, especially no. the younger community to grow up in. No. So I'm, I'm glad there's, you know, obviously there's a large majority of the community that are very understands and very helpful. Yeah. Especially alongside you, something like art, which is, you know, really highlighted the importance of sort of, you know, the distancing, the hygiene, sort of the idea of, Let's be safe. Yeah. Don't come in if you've got symptoms. Let's be safe. Yeah. Not trying to push to get everyone in just because we can. It's laying down the rules. And I feel like that that's a really good example, you know, to the youth of society. Yeah. So sort of talking around the whole idea of code, I sort of want to move away from that in a bit. Okay. Uh, and sort of go on to more of the idea of performing arts. Yeah. So one of the things that I always sort of really, really thank you know, arts and the actual performing arts in general is really, really, really boosting my confidence. Yeah, So in about year six, maybe even start of year seven, I had quite low confidence. I was quite a very shy kid. I didn't really speak to a lot of people and I wasn't really good at speaking publicly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But since I sort of picked up performing arts, my confidence has grew so, so, so much. So much that I'm actually studying right now, talking into this on a podcast. So I sort of want to ask you, What's it really done for your confidence and what's performing arts really done for you? Well, personally, I because I, I started doing performing arts when I was quite little and obviously I thought I was quite, I don't know, like at first, I, I feel like I'm still probably like this now. If if you meet me as a person, I'm probably quite quiet, which is like strange because obviously you know me very well, Adam, but like I feel like if you first know, get to know me, I'm a bit... Oh, I, I don't, and I'm in a new place. So, like for college, for instance, I felt like I was really um, out my comfort zone a lot because I didn't know a lot of the people there. And now, like four or five weeks down the line, I feel like I've really found my feet and I can, like, you know, like sort of be myself in a way. And um, I feel like I probably wouldn't have been able to find a way to to come out of that. And I feel like performing arts sort of just makes me feel like whole and it's like you know like um the final piece of like a jigsaw puzzle yeah <laughs> i think a lot of people yeah i do agree there. i think a lot of people do look over the idea that performing arts does give you a lot of positives to your life yeah like the confidence because confidence can be used in anything it's not just yeah. oh 
I've got the confidence now to get up on a stage and perform to people. I've now got the confidence to go down routes that I want to go down in my career. So, for example, yeah. I really enjoy performing arts, but I enjoy it more as a hobby. And so I've used my confidence I gained from performing arts and being at arts to go on to do something I really want to do. So, for example, I really want to become a sort of like a lawyer, maybe, or doing something to do with law or public speaking. And the confidence has helped me so much. If you asked me, if you asked 16-year-old me who didn't do performing arts what I wanted to do, I'd either not have any idea or, actually, to be honest, I probably wouldn't have an idea because I wouldn't have the confidence to sort of go for these ideas and stick with what my gut says. It's not even confidence as much as I can speak to a whole table of people. It's more trusting in yourself as well. Performing arts made me trust in myself more so then I could make the call of going, okay, I really enjoy performing arts, but I want to do it as a hobby, but I want to do this as an actual job career. And I had the confidence to trust in myself so I think yeah. that sort of sums up, you know, how important performing arts is. And you hear in the news all the time, oh, uh, the government's cutting um, the performing fun, arts from school. Yeah. And what you're about to go on then, bringing it sort of back to the whole pandemic, is sort of the whole scandal around the government not really yeah. supporting the arts. What do you sort of think of the government not really supporting the arts at the moment? Well, for myself, because that's what I want, that's like the industry I sort of want to go into. Um, that sort of... And for me and for probably a lot of people younger and older who want to go down that route, um, it's really, like, weird to think that because, like, you you put your headphones in, you listen to music, you you read a book, like, that is, that is like, art. That is everything, like, fundamentally. It, without it, it wouldn't, like, the world wouldn't be the same and it would be really boring and, like, not very colourful. So, like, the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, um, we're not going to support the arts as much is a bit like, oh, come on, <laughs> that's not the best Yeah, I, I generally agree, because a lot of people do make the argument saying, oh, yeah, but it's not a necessity, and, oh, we don't need it. Like, oh, we need to focus on you know, the economy, or we need to focus on something like this. Yeah. I do agree, obviously, all that stuff needs to be focused on. But if you take it all away, if you take away performing arts, like you just said, no music, no games, no artists, no shows or anything. No. Life just becomes really boring, like... What what would you do? You'd sort of, you'd go to your house. You might talk to a few people in your house. You go to sleep. You go to your job. You come home. There's nothing. You might go to the pub. It's just that. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to do. And it just, it'll just make life so much more miserable if yeah. you didn't have all these amazing, amazing things to do. A lot of people do criticise social media. But at the end of the day, you can't lie that technology itself and sort of the idea of performing arts and just the creative arts in general yeah. makes everyone happier, whether it's shows or podcasts or video games. Yeah, I I completely agree. Like, like with um with social media and stuff, people have really been coming out like posting videos of like singing, like posting the artwork or or like things they've been working on, and that's really helped some people in in the world to to really like boost up sort of like the whole industry of sort of like the arts and stuff. But yeah, yeah, because it sort sort of goes with the whole idea of a lot of people believe that like. The point of life is just to be happy. Yeah, it is. And what's the point of being so forward and being so sort of sort of believing the idea that we don't need the performing arts? Yeah. Get rid of it. Get rid of from schools and stuff. I just want to focus on my job or something like that. And it's like no performing arts or just no creatives at all. You no, sort of just no. sort of your your ability to sort of be happy. Sort of, I can imagine it just sort of deteriorates. Like I don't want to focus my life on work no. I don't want to I don't want to make oh, loads and loads of work I just want to be happy yeah I still want to work don't get me wrong yeah 
I still want to do good things. But at the end of the day, I think almost everyone just wants to be generally happy. All and, like, of that. That's one of the main sources. Yeah, all of that means nothing if you're not happy. Yeah, generally. Which sort of, one of my other ideas was, obviously, you know, during the lockdown, arts got closed, schools got closed. I know, obviously, your college specialises in performing arts. Yes. Another one of the questions was, how, how do you sort of feel now doing performing arts as an education in school? And also doing it arts, because obviously I do arts, but I do completely different sort of topics in education. How do you sort of, do you think it's weird that you sort of go to Liverpool one day and do performing arts and then you come to arts another day? And like, how do you think it sort of, how do you think it differentiates? I, I do, I don't think it differentiates. Like, I think it's just a whole day of performing arts because I'll go to college on like a Wednesday and I'll have arts in the night on Wednesday and I'll rush, I'll rush home from to get like the earliest train I can and then, and it's just like a whole day like to that and I, and I don't think I would have it any other way because I mean, it's it's really exhausting but, but if like I'm determined enough to do that because I've been going to bed, as I've told you, like at half nine at night and like 10 and stuff. And like, obviously I would normally never really do that, but because I'm so exhausted all the time, I've been going to bed like really, really early. But like, I'd, I'd happily go to bed early if it meant to, if I got to do something I like in the day and in the yeah. night. And talking all the stuff about you know, like the lockdown. So there's been a lot of, um, so we had Max Millions, which is yeah. a really good example of you know, the fundraising. Um, and we had the uh, Art Entrepreneur Projects. Yeah. Uh, and you actually took part in one of them. So how did you feel and sort of what was your opinion on Man and Aaron's 24-hour <laughs> Minecraft live stream? Well, <laughs> I loved it because it put all of the stuff that we were doing in the nights, like, into a whole day. <laughs> and obviously, I had a lot of trouble getting onto the call and stuff a lot of the time. And... Um, I got there eventually. I, but I really loved it. I, I, for me, Minecraft. I love collecting pandas. Like I'll have so many pandas. We can't have a Minecraft world without pandas very because, true. because we just, it's just not the same. It's just not a very good world. And, and like when someone kills my pandas, it makes me really, really sad. She does. She gets very, very upset, guys. <laughs> honestly. No, honestly, a huge respect to everyone who donated uh, towards the 24-hour livestream challenge. And a huge respect to the people who played and also watched. So, obviously, Aaron, my partner in crime for the sort of project, <laughs> both of us staying up for 24 hours. You know, thanks to, you know, Joe Howard, uh, Matthew Walty, um, even Suave, just for helping us with the streaming, you know, getting that all down and sort of setting up the event. Same for, like, um, you know, Mark. Like a few other people, just art in general, sort of support and you know sharing it on the Facebook page. It was Charlotte Guy helping me with the poster as well, editing it a bit, and then thanks to sort of Joe, the people who sort of watched really late into the night. So <laughs> your Holly Boyd, um, Badger, yeah, Badger, uh, Dan Chain, <laughs> all of you up to crazy hours of the night watching me and Aaron talk absolute rubbish at in about five end. in the morning. Yeah, and honestly, I think the experience was really good. You know, me and Aaron were absolutely tired. Um, I think in general, I think it was unfair to say we stayed up for 24 hours. We did stay up a lot longer because we had to wake up. Uh, we had to get the game ready. Yeah. And then I'm not sure about Aaron, but even after it finished, <laughs> I was still a bit, you know, still had a bit of energy left inside of me because I'd just been talking to people. We were just live. I still had a bit of just sort of like that presenter energy left in me. So yeah. I still I still stayed up for a few like hours more. So I'd say like altogether, me and Aaron probably did about 
probably about 26 to like 27 hours. Yeah. So we were up for a long, long time. But I think it definitely was worth it looking at you know, how much we raised and like how much yeah. awareness we did. Because it was, it was such a good idea as well. Because I, I do remember it was, I think sort of the idea for it came around. Um, I think we were we were actually playing a game, to be honest. A bit same as how this idea of the podcast came around. Yeah. Uh, we were playing a game and uh, I think we sort of, sort of finished and I sort of went to bed. Uh, but I was up to quite late. And I got a message from Aaron from about two in the morning. <laughs> anyway, Adam, do you want to uh, maybe do a 24-hour live stream? And I messaged him and I went, Aaron, I went, Aaron, I was just going to message you the exact same thing. <laughs> And it actually worked. And I was like, are you generally serious? He was like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm serious. So then yeah. we got in contact with art and everything. And it happened. And I think that's just a really good example of something like, if you just want to do it, just go ahead and do it. Yeah. Same for like this podcast thing. It's like, one of the things you might not know is we actually also sort of thought of the idea of doing a podcast, me and Erica. We were yeah. sort of, once again, we were sort of like late night playing a game. We were like, <laughs> we were thinking of things for the Art Entrepreneur Project. We were sort of trying to get our heads around it because we were like, yeah, people have businesses. People might be selling stuff. You know, Hollywood's doing the drawings and like yeah. Ava Phillips is doing just sort of the, like the earrings and the feathers. Um, and we sort of just thinking, you know, what, what could we do? And we're like, we have sort of, once again, same the thing like Aaron. We sort of thought like almost the exact same, same time. Yeah. And we're like, do you know what? How about a podcast? And yeah. we're like, yeah, let's do a podcast. So we sort of got that idea through as well. So I think that sort of just sums up, you know, like how, how the younger people can think of ideas. So me and Aaron yeah. thought of that. And then me and you thought of that. Yeah. And like, we had loads and loads of other people, such as like, you know, Ben Chain. I won't yeah. be able to remember. Oh, Maddie Bedford. I can't yeah. remember everyone. So yeah. apologies, I don't list you off. But a lot of people came up with a lot of good ideas. Yeah. I think it sort of sums up, it's like, adults don't need to come up with everything. It's like, kids can still come up with things. It's like, kids aren't stupid. No, we know what no. We know what we're doing and we can think of good ideas. It's obviously sort of sometimes you might just think, oh, well, the reason why we don't get to show off our talents as much is because obviously the adults are in charge of everything. Yeah. But generally, there was kids up to like 10, 11, 12 all come up with, like, amazing ideas, you know, doing walks, selling items. And it's, like, it just goes to show. Like, they, they raise proper good money as well. It's, this isn't just, like, they come up with an idea and raise, like, 10 quid. Yeah. It's hundreds, twenty, like, 200, 300. Like, it's loads and loads and loads of money. I think that's, like, with, like, the whole country, probably, like, the whole world as well. Like, through lockdown, a lot of um, kids and, like, teens and, like, people obviously our age are still, like, teens and stuff. Um, like... I've been coming up with all these like crazy ideas to like GoFundMe pages, like obviously not just to arts, but like to the NHS to like raise money to obviously help the whole country. Um, and I think all that sort of stuff has been like kind of helpful to everyone. Yeah. And I think the idea of the arts entrepreneur sort of did help keep us busy as well. Yeah. So sort of the, you know, like making the posters for the Minecraft 24 hour challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, going on the calls to make sure everything works and then doing the actual thing as well. Sort of the build-up as well, there was genuine excitement behind it and it's sort of, so like my idea when I looked at my sort of like, I call it like the lockdown calendar, which where you looked ahead yeah. and saw what you had. Usually it'd just be like a huge block of just nothing for months and months and months. But we'd find, like this art entrepreneur had finally been able to create something, create an event that had an exact date and exact time. So when I looked at that sort of COVID calendar, I sort of saw now, it was still like full of huge gaps, but I finally saw a date that was like, this day, you're going to do this. And it finally brought back a bit of structure. I was like finally looking towards like yeah. something. 
it wasn't just, oh God, can't wait till this is all over. Just get through the weeks as quick as possible. Because that's another thing as well. The weeks went by really, really quick, I think. Yeah. It, it went by yeah. really quick. Um, I don't think it was much like a lot of people say, oh, you, time flies when you're having fun. I think it was just more that we were doing the same thing every single day. Yeah. It sort of just phases into one. Yeah, it does. But I think the art entrepreneur really helped with that. Do the idea of like do the podcast, the meetings we had. Yeah. And even just the sessions that your know, arts put on and just other things in general that like people just did and set events. Like it helped sh- keep a, a bit of structure at least. Because it is quite crazy, especially, which is why I have a lot of respect for you know, the parents, but a lot of respect for the students as well. Because like a lot of parents might not understand that like your kid, especially in high school and maybe even college or even uni, your kids came off of having a timetable where they have to do lessons every single day. Yeah. They have to do homework. They've got a structure. They might not like going to school, but at the end of the day, what they've some of them something. don't realise, they've got something to do and they've got a structure. If you completely take that away and there's nothing and they don't have like a hobby as much maybe or they don't have places to go. Yeah. So the thing is, if, if COVID didn't happen and schools just closed anyway, or it was break, people still have things to do. They can go on holidays. They might have hobbies where they can go to clubs, a bit like art maybe, for example. Yeah. Uh, people can go to arts or people can have hobbies like going, like doing archery maybe, for example. Yeah. But with COVID, it was sort of like a stay inside, there's nothing. Yeah. So unless you were really, really, really ingenuitive and sort of thought of ideas what to do, a lot of people probably just sort of didn't really have a lot of idea what to do because they were completely so stripped away from it. Yeah. And it wasn't even that, same for like year 11s especially. Yeah. There was no even online lessons or anything. It was sort of just, you just sort of missed your exams. You've got nothing at all. No. Like college students at least had study work to do. Yeah. Year 10s at least had a bit of revision to do. Yeah. Year 11s especially. Had nothing. Had literally nothing to do. No. There was no, we didn't have a job. No. And I think... Not not exaggerating here, like Erica said, we literally had nothing to do. No. It was generally just, well, what could you do on your phones? What could you do on your games? Uh, fundraiser ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Trust me, like there's a lot of worse situ- like situations we could have been put into, but at the same time, compared to some other people, we we did have nothing to do. No. Which is sort of one of the things I did ask you earlier, saying like, well, how did you sort of cope with it? Like the idea of waking up and doing the same thing over and over and over again. Because I know know personally, I found it sort of, sometimes I find it a bit difficult, it's a bit annoying. It's sort of be like, oh my God, I sort of just wanted to hurry up and sort of get over with. And I think there's a lot of times where people go, I want the lockdown to be over so I can see my mates. Yeah. I don't blame them because honestly, it is a difficult thing not being able to see them. So that's why I was saying like, I am glad that it's been like a bit more, you know... Lifted, lifted. <laughs> Even though it does seem like we might be going back into it again. Yeah. But it is, it is glad that we did get to sort of see each other again because it is really, Even really nice to see them. A month or so. Yeah, because it is nice to see people again because y- you will just sort of like. You just won't really be able to function as well if you don't get to see people. Like if, if you've yeah. seen the same person every single day for six months, it's it's not good. No. Um. Yeah. So I was sort of just gonna ask your opinion then on sort of so we've sort of covered Joe you know, the idea of Joe you know, the colleges and like the high schools. And, like, how the change from high school to college has been and the sort of, like, the whole lockdown and, like, the whole idea of Joe going back to performing arts and stuff. Yeah. So, sort of the idea of... Now, when you sort of got, like, your mates at, like, college or whatever, did you sort of interact with your mates at college differently because you might have thought, I might not be able to see them as much because of the COVID restrictions? How, How do you think the COVID restrictions in college has sort of affected you so far? I don't know because everyone's 
I feel like I've probably acted the same as I probably would do anyway. Obviously, been, been a bit more careful, like, because I've not really been hugging anyone or, like, touching anyone else. And, like, where, where we can, we've tried to, like, distance. Um, But we, it hasn't really, like, other than, like, the obvious, like, it hasn't really affected how I treat anyone else I feel like because everyone's from like different places so like we're not really going to see much of each other anyway and it's a college is two years so you just got to make the most of it even even if like obviously at the moment it's not not yeah. the best that, that's one of the things I'm getting used to as well as people living like you're further away yeah so I'm very used to people around the community going to the high school you won't have anyone traveling an hour away to go to like um like a high school most of the time yeah um, so it's, it's quite strange them saying like, oh yeah, I live like an hour and 30 minutes away. I get the train, I get yeah. the coach or anything. It's quite, it's quite a strange experience, but I think sort of COVID sort of made me more sort of social in a way because I wanted to make mates in case yeah. we went back down into lockdown and then I'd be like, oh my God, like I've not even made friends with anyone or the whole yeah. idea of we have to sort of distance a bit more. At first I was a bit worried that that might sort of impact my sort of ability to make mates because like if we have to keep our distance and we have to like maybe wear masks or whatever especially on the first day it's very difficult to sort of especially if you start on a new school high school or college yeah difficult to make mates when everyone has a mask on that's sort of what I learned the hard way so instead of recognizing people's faces like I usually do I had to recognize clothes the eyes uh, yeah clothes and eyes um and like hairstyles yeah because it was it was really and some at the point actually ended up sort of um, memorising your, like, masks. But obviously, if everyone's just got the same mask on, you can't really do as much. But, like, people who've got, like, a different coloured mask on or have got, like, a nice design on it, I'll try and remember that, or, like, shoe colour or something like that. Uh, But after a while, it did get a bit better and, you know, sort of, we all sort of be able to, like, you know, gather up into bigger groups and realise, yeah, okay, yeah, we might still have to keep our distance, we might still have to, you know, wear masks when we're asked to, but we can still sort of talk to each other. Yeah. Which is really good. And I think, once again, sort of social media's help with that again. As much as some people say, oh, yeah, social media is the root of all evil. Yeah. Um, I do I do disagree in some circumstances. Yes, it still can be negative. But the idea of social media has really helped us because we've been able to create group chats. We've been able to sort of create servers where we can all talk on. Yeah. We can play games and everything. So I think it's sort of just the change from high school to college hasn't been as bad as I thought. Yeah. I think it it's just you sort of have to trust yourself to go in there. And sort of just be yourself. Like, in the end of the day, you can't go in there and pretend to be all cocky or just be completely antisocial and expect people to come up to you. You have to make the effort. Yeah. But I do I do think it's been gone good. I think for both of us, to be fair, considering yeah. what you told me. And I think I've been doing pretty decent as well. Um, and I think just any advice for any sort of year 11s going into college, especially if, like, masks start to be worn or whatever, is look for the sort of unique parts of the person um, <laughs> and just talk to people in your lessons, um, obviously, when you're allowed to. Um, yeah. And just try and get with bigger groups most of the time. Unless you find like a really nice small group, then surely go with them. But yeah. I think I think the whole sort of idea is really good. And like my sort of advice is just sort of be yourself, honestly. Yeah. And still just keep on doing your hobbies. Like still keep on doing performing arts. Uh, keep on doing maybe hobbies you might have picked up over lockdown. Because you never know, something might happen and we might have to sort of go back to like the whole idea of lockdown. But I sort of think, to sort of like finish it off, I really think the whole idea of um, people just do what they want and like the hobbies. I think everyone should just sort of stick with it. I think that yeah. was sort of shown over lockdown. I reckon my my probably piece of advice would be just to go for it. Like, don't hold back on anything because if you hold back in like in however long like time, you'll regret it. And 
because because if I I wouldn't have auditioned for Lipper, I probably would have regretted it. If you, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like just. If you want to go, if you want to do this thing, do it and just just go for it. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, there's always other stuff you can do to, to help you. Yeah. yeah, I think we could both agree on then our final message sort of just, you know, just take risks sort yeah. of because most of the time it'll usually come out being quite positive. And like, once again, you'll never know if you never tried. Yeah. Yeah. So our sort of message is, you know, take risks, guys. And yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank uh, you. That was me and Erica. Um, on our lovely, lovely podcast. Lovely. Uh, we hope you all have a good day. And thank you. See ya. Peace.